And welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. I am your host, Brennan, and joining me tonight is the mother in my life, Mama Kay. Mama Kay, say hi to everybody. I'm the mom. I'm the first woman in his life. Yes, she's, yeah, I guess technically the first woman in my life. Technically, Uh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Literally. And uh, and tonight we will be reviewing Captain Marvel. Uh, So, Captain Marvel is the millionth movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Uh, It's not the millionth movie, but It's pretty close. It's not that close. What number is it? Um, 20-something? Yeah. I don't know. It's been 10 years. Yeah, it's been a long time building up, and uh, it's starring uh, Brie Larson, who we know from many other things, uh, but this is her first role in a Marvel movie. Usually uh, you have a lot of other characters start somewhere else, but this is her starting role, uh, and she plays Carol Danvers, uh, also known as Captain Marvel by the end of the movie. Uh, so I'm going to give is a she, quick... Though? Is she known well, as Captain Marvel? Do they actually call her Captain Marvel at any point? No. Maybe at the end. Well, we don't Maybe we don't want to give that a, we don't want to give that away just yet, but Okay. Well, yeah. we can talk about that. It's that was that's kind of a a, a sticking point with me. So. Hmm. I, I like yeah. I like when people have actual names and they actually talk about what the title. They're called the they're called what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. She had a lot of names in this movie. So. She did. Uh yeah. I'm going to use Carol Danvers as Carol. I'm going to use that as her main name since I think I that's like that. I think her that was main. her real name. Before she um, got married to Marvel. Is that how it worked? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, it's Marvel's more like a mafia, I think than a marriage, so. Wait, you signed long contracts and I don't know how long she's on for, but Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's probably nine movies like other people, so yeah, I'm thinking not. All right, so uh, anyway, uh, Captain Marvel stars uh, Carol Danvers as she becomes one of the most powerful heroes in the universe. While a galactic war between two alien races reaches Earth, Danvers finds herself and a small cadre of aliens at the center of the Maelstrom. So mm. that is the loose plot as given by uh, IMDb. And... Uh, so I guess we'll just, before we go any further, we'll say if you haven't seen it, uh, we're going to go into spoilers now. I figure if you're listening to this, you've probably seen it and all the other Marvel movies. And uh, But if you're a newcomer right here, we're going into spoilers. So uh, if you have any interest, uh, come back later. Yeah, this um, so- is not spoiler free. No, no, this is going to be we we, we don't we don't do spoiler free. We do spoiler free for the first five ish minutes most of the time, and uh, then it's then it's everything. So okay, so we're almost at three minutes. So let's start spoiling this. Yeah. So at the the plot, I, I'll give a quick way of how we rate things here. We do uh, four different categories on a scale from one to five: the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel. Is it as good as the sum of its parts, or better or worse? So, um, starting with the plot, uh, Mama Kay, what you, would you think of the plot as a movie on a scale from one to five? Okay, so I think the plot is probably a four. And the reason I give it a four is probably because if you're coming from the outside world and you're not really uh, well-versed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it might be a little hard to follow or maybe not interesting enough to follow. She's interesting. Her character's interesting. Uh, most people know Nick Fury because they know Samuel L. Jackson, so... He's kind of the same type of character everywhere he plays, so they're going to know that. But when it comes to all the aliens and, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, 
I think I think you really have to have a little bit of background to really get everything out of this movie. So, yeah, I I, I would agree that you can't jump into this as a. St- I mean, you could, but you're definitely not going to get as much out of it. And I say that about the majority of Marvel movies is you can usually, especially the standalone ones, you can jump in as a non-watcher and understand a good amount of it, but it'll always be more rewarding if you've uh, if you've seen the others. So, or if it's I mean, not, I give it. If it's a character that you have background with, like people know Captain America, people know Spider-Man, you know, I think Captain Marvel in general is just not well known outside of like the comic book or Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that kind of just, you know, puts it out. No, it's not a Spider-Man, Batman or... Oh, my theater was packed. Absolutely Well, and even before Iron Man, I mean, 10 years ago, when we saw Iron Man at the movie theater... I didn't know who Iron Man was, so I don't know. I mean, even Iron Man. No, he wasn't really big when he came out. He like people think of him as Robert Downey Jr. Pretty much only now. Like, well, he—that's pretty much Iron Man. I mean, there is. I think there was probably some others in either cartoons or lower budget movies. Yeah, it's not like Batman where there's like seven Batmans. It's it's right. Let's not even let's not even go there because. There's, that's a no, lot of let's not talk about DC movies for the most part. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I've given the plot uh, actually higher than I thought I would have given it. Uh, I'm giving it a three five. Um, okay. It's you're tough it, though. I'm not that tough. Three These five. These people is know good. that you see like a million movies and that you, you know. Yeah, I mean, really... I guess I watched out of all of us, I watched the most. But I mean, it's you know, it needs to. Three, three, five for a Marvel movie is pretty good. I would not say for most Marvel movies the plot is the strongest point for me in almost any of them. Uh, mm. It's well, no, not not in this one anyway. I mean, it's not. I can follow it, which is for yeah. a Marvel movie good. It's not just kind of a one action set piece to another. We're with Carol pretty much the whole movie, uh, and that's helpful. I like I like her point of view, uh, and you would absolutely be lost at the beginning because I guess we'll start. We like start off on the Cree uh, capital planet of Hala, and right. uh, and she starts as a member of Star Force, uh, where she is on a team with uh, Jude Law, is the leader of the team. He plays uh, how do you say that? Yon Rog, is that right? Yon yeah, Rog is like the like mentor. It's pretty forgettable, honestly. I just saw him as Jude Law. So. Yeah, no, I mean he's with not. He doesn't in. Dis- yeah, he doesn't uh, exactly disappear into his character. Yeah, uh, but they're like a group of I don't know. Like they're like a like a war group, but they're like a like a small insurgency kind of team. And they yeah, but they're, uh, they're like a team, like the Guardians are a team. You know, I mean they have every well, character's a little. The Guardians had and... absolutely no characteristics whatsoever, and they were completely bland and. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Rocket? What? No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. I'm saying if if the Guardians oh, if were completely were. bland oh. and forgettable, yes, this would be That's very true. similar. Although I dug the sniper chick, I thought she was cool, and I was bummed that you know they turned yeah. out to be the. I mean, guys, I guess but. I they just. I mean, I think they even uh, lamented Brie Larson's character. They lamented Carol for having like any personality. Like they would always tease her for. Like showing any emotion whatsoever, because I guess that's not the Cree way. I don't know about the Cree in the comics, so I guess <laughs> what is maybe, the Cree way? Maybe that's just how they are. But their their big enemy is the Skrulls, uh, which are these alien shapeshifters, and yeah. they um, they've been fighting forever, uh, centuries. It sounds like, yeah. and so that's like 
uh, Carol and her and Jude Law's team's main mission is to kind of go in and defeat the scrolls wherever they are. So yeah, the um, scrolls want something, and you know the Kree don't want them to have it, but the Kree actually want it too. And... They want what was it? They want like light speed travel. Yeah, is like the right. thing which which and, comes uh, from we should say that, Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Annette Benning who plays. A person in Carol's past, who I can't remember who that Doctor uh, Doctor Lawson, Doctor Wendy Lawson, yep. but she but is also manifested. Marvell, I don't understand that part, but I think I yeah, we'll get it. to that later in the okay. th- plot, I think. But yeah, yeah, she's uh, why is she Marvel? I don't even remember don't why she's Marvel. But she's also the manifestation of a super intelligence called the Supreme Intelligence, yes. and it's. Uh, that's like the powerhouse of the Kree. Like, it transforms into whatever you can recognize and like look up to or fear. Or, you know, it's kind of nebulous, but it be- it manifests itself so that you can talk to it because you can't speak to it in its true form, and that's that's overwhelming. So, I mean, that's like that's where we start. I think this is all fine. Like, it looks good. Kind of nonsensical, but I think it starts to pick up when we get to Earth. And, yeah. Um, yeah, she crash lands in a blockbuster, which uh, immediately tells you this is not present day. That it's 1990-ish, five, four, something like that. Yeah, I think 90, I think one, I want to say 95 is, is yeah. when this one is. And, well, um, yeah, from the soundtrack, I think 95 is about it. First of all, can we talk about the soundtrack for just a second? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm definitely Apple tunesing that because that might be mm, one of my favorite parts of the movie. So that, but that happens to me a lot. I I always wind up getting the soundtracks for movies. They usually have pretty good soundtracks and except, oh no, Star is Born is excellent, but we'll get to that another day. Um, (laughs) We disagree on a Star is Born, but okay. uh, I don't know how, Um, but (laughs) this is where we're reintroduced to a young, a de-aged Samuel Jackson and, Clark Gregg as Nick Fury and Phil Coulson, respectively. Love uh, when Phil Coulson shows up every time. Every time, I love when he shows up. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's like just kind of like a goon in this movie. He doesn't really. I mean, he has a few moments, but he does. But like, yeah, he's he's no. Always but it's great. such a treat for Marvel people to see. You know the the string of Phil Coulson going through everything. You know, I mean, I don't oh, know yeah. how many times he's died in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or on the Marvel Television situation, but oh, do you yeah, watch Phil- Shield? I don't watch Shield. I don't even. I don't uh, know anything about I, that. Yeah, I've dabbled in Shield. You know, hmm. it's it takes a lot if you try to catch up with all the Marvel e- television shows, Netflix, and all that stuff. It's a lot. Luke Cage, love it. But yeah, yeah. See, I've never seen any of the shows, so I, I don't know anything yeah. about the TV. Well, this I, is I, 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 yeah. I Nick Fury it ties with a little hair. Bit. It's really you know Nick Fury with hair and two eyes is where we start. It's basically a Nick Fury backstory. You know, yeah. origins of Nick Fury kind of comes up and, here, yeah, and it, how much he loves cats, and how much he loves cats. What's that one cat uh, we see? Um, Goose, Goose, Goose the cat. Yes, yeah. We'll, He's the only uh, cat, but he also is a tentacled beast. So I'm not really exactly sure that he's a cat, but yeah, he's the, the, te- the tentacle cat. So I think, um, who's the, the only character we haven't really talked about is, uh, um, her friend. Um, Oh yeah. Her old air force pilot friend, Maria, I think it's her name. Is that right? Or mm, trying to remember. I think close. it's 
I want to say it's Maria. I know. Yeah, it's it's Maria. Maria Maria Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. That's what I remember. Yeah, Rambo. Rambo. Okay, that's what they call it. So she's um, her old Air Force pilot. We should say, and I don't think we've mentioned it yet, this whole time there's like flashbacks to her before being with the Kree, and it it's all like Earth. It's she's like a kid, and she gets in like a car wreck, and uh, she she's an Air Force pilot, and people are messing with her, and she's trying to prove herself. Like and that all. That's there's a lot of parallels between that and when there's Skinny Steve in the first Avengers. I mean, they're almost dressed alike sometimes. It's really kind of strange. I almost felt like they took parts from other movies and like kind of put them into this movie you know what i mean like it played well the first time around let's do it again yeah i like well i liked um the way the way the information was doled out here so uh i should say this is directed by uh anna uh anna bowden and ryan fleck who also directed uh half nelson sugar uh it's kind of a funny story and my favorite of theirs is mississippi grind uh, I don't know if you've seen any of those, but those I've seen are, none of those films. But yeah, I mean, I've I've seen really Mississippi Grind and Half Nelson, and Mississippi Grind is, I think, an excellent. That's a that's a Ben Mendelsohn movie too, which shows up for about five seconds in this. But well, um, he, no, he's the guy that plays the head scroll, right? Yeah, he's like a he's like the boss. So yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's character is like he's the boss of Nick Fury, but he's actually a scroll like a scroll has because they're shapeshifters he shapeshift into him at some point and is now him for the duration of him being in this um and so i mean i think we've covered every character or pretty much every character here but on a scale from one to five how do you how do you rate the characters in this movie well i think the characters that you're introduced to i think the character i like the characters i'd give them a four and a half i really actually like carol and her friend rambo and i would watch like their story i would watch their origin story i think that would be totally fun it would look like sort of a female top gun kind of situation and i would watch that going down all the time i want to know more about her really that is interesting yeah i want to know what she's doing you know i think she's i think she's interesting enough and they they didn't give us very much on her and i'm thinking that she could really they could flesh out a story for her i would like her to be like a really clandestine superhero too and just kind of you know to be like her war machine or whatever <laughs> no i want her to be better than war machine I mean, war machine's good i like war machine no war machine just no mm I mean, can we talk Iron about Man War too. Machine showing up at the end? I mean, in the little I mean, what do we what do we get to the end? I, I think that's appropriate. Mm, you know. I know, but you know that. I mean, the soundtracks. I dig the soundtrack, but I think you know my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, and the, well, it's not really even part of this movie. It's it's a, it's, it's really favorite, not. But your favorite part of this movie is a teaser for the next movie. <laughs> yeah, the post credit scene. I mean, we still have Beardy Steve, and you know, and it's I'm I'm. I'm so worried about what's going to happen to them that it was really nice to see them all alive. So I mean, by all, I mean like him and widow and roadie and yeah, the people, the, the Banner, ones people care about. Yeah. Bad Banner. The, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, do people care about Rhodey? I'm not sure they do. I but. like Rhodey. So you, you give this a, a four and a half out of five for the characters. That is um that is higher than mine. I uh I, I'm at a <laughs> you three. You didn't like the characters. I'm at a okay. three. I don't I don't much care for most of the new characters. I my favorite characters are old characters. I like Fury and Coulson far and away the best. And Coulson doesn't even do too much. No, he doesn't um, do hardly anything. You really don't you don't like Carol Danvers. I was going in. I like I her more. Like I like her more than I thought I would based on early buzz that she was kind of stone faced and, you know, hard to well, relate that's with. What, that's what I thought too, because I think when they show all of, you know, all the previews and, and trailers and everything, you don't get, I mean, the first thing you get with Carol in this movie is that she's actually kind of a sassy smart ass. And when you're watching the trailers, you don't get any of that. Like my biggest worry going in is that she was going to be that a total flat cardboard you know, no, character I, person. I think she was better than that. I don't think she was that. But she also, I mean, and if I were to dole out my top, I don't know, 20 Marvel characters in the cinematic universe, I don't, I mean, she doesn't come close for me. Like that, like she's, she's a, she's a good character, but she's, and she's probably the only new character I really even like at all. Um, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't like the misuse of Ben Mendelsohn. He's in it very little, and I don't. He doesn't really do anything. Uh, I don't care for Jude Law and his squad uh, much no. at all. They, no, they I are actually, quite boring. You're right about that. Um, Annette well, Benning, yeah, Annette Benning's okay, yeah, there for right. like you're five right. minutes, and you know she's all right. You might pop my score down to a four because you're right. I mean, Annette Benning bothered me. I'll give you the I Brie Larson her... and and her friend are quite are you know the best new characters for sure. And Nick Fury yeah. is you know what keeps this keeps this you know going. I think he's he's a, he keeps it from kind of getting bogged down. Without him there, I don't know what happens with. I don't know who who she plays off of. I don't know. I don't know what it, what it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel like anything without that. Um, yeah. But the, the, I guess the only other character we haven't mentioned is Lee Pace returns very briefly as Ronan the Accuser, <laughs> who was last seen in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, which dead. Is 20, yeah, yeah, dead. Well, dead 20 <laughs> years later. So I think at his appearance in this, which is, is kind of like what happens next in the plot, um, that's when you realize, oh, the, the, the scrolls aren't, exactly the bad guys and the Kree aren't the good guys you know the the Kree are kind of trying to wipe out the scrolls they're kind of causing like a type of genocide on them and the scrolls claim that they don't really they want um they want the interdimensional or the, the light speed travel to get away from the Kree not for any nefarious purposes and See, i don't know what good that you're this is good that you're saying all of this right now because as what happens to me in movies when I go and I'm very comfortable and I'm very relaxed and there's a lot of space in the movie, I wind up falling asleep. So during this <laughs> crucial point of the film, yeah, the, the plot I, part. <laughs> during the plot part, I fall asleep and it's not unusual for that to happen to me. I don't know whether I have, I get anxious in my head and I'm like, I can't handle whatever's happening right now. And bam, I'll just like off. Um, so yeah, so I, I missed all of this and I had to quiz my, uh, my husband and Brennan's younger brother on the way home about, so what actually happened while I was sleeping? So I woke up and, and it was good. And so I missed the whole cat eating the Tesseract part. 
which I'm kind of bummed. I might have to see it again just to see that. But yeah, the yeah, cat eating the tesseract was, uh, you know, <laughs> and and that's something I don't quite understand because uh, I I remember the tesseract from what was it, Avengers? Was that the first appearance or no? Was it the, Thor, uh, Captain America, first Avenger. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was uh, yeah. Red, Red Skull had the tesseract. Yeah, that's why he was on that planet in that other one. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't understand. At least I don't understand the journey of the tesseract so much. I mean, I guess. Yeah, we it, were talking about that a little bit too, and I think that there's too much time. There's a lot of time between. Well, I mean, we see. So we see it in ver- uh, First Avenger, which is fifty-ish years before this, right? And then well, we see it here. Yeah. And then yeah. when I mean when's the next time we we see it? I mean chronologically, well, it's in when it's time for uh, Infinity War, which right? is yeah, that's like twenty years later. So I don't know. I, I guess yeah. it's hard for me to follow where the it seems like an important piece of everything, and it's hard for me to follow where it just seems kind of thrown in, like like oh, it was here the whole time. Like don't like, don't worry about it. Like we remember. Well, a little bit. It's one of the th- so the Tesseract. I think this is my thought process behind it is that it's one of the you know, pieces of the Infinity Stones that has to stay on Earth. So even before First Avenger, we saw that it was in Norway prior to that. So I'm just thinking that this time frame where it's, quote, missing, it's on Earth somewhere. It has to be on Earth? I didn't know that it was part of the criteria. Well, I don't know that it does, but that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me, because otherwise, why is it always found on Earth? Yeah, so. I guess that makes sense. I know, I know that certain one, when they were split up, certain ones went to certain and like kind of always stayed there. But right, hmm. I mean, just so that they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be in the same places, and it wouldn't be easy for, you know, he he who shall not be named to get. Them oh, you mean the great and like noble Thanos, <sighs> the hero of the galaxy? Stop! Yeah. You're the, the worst. The uh, honestly, no, yeah. nope. Just tried to I can't save deal everyone. with it. No, he just tried no, to. He stop. just tried to save everybody. He he was, you know. No. It was a necessary is, evil to. <laughs> he he is Tony Stark. You know that, right? Basically, they have the same. No, Ultron's Tony do Stark. Whatever they need to do. They well, yes, but it's the same. If Ultron is is Thanos, then Ultron is Tony Stark. So. I like Thanos because he's like a real person and not like a. Like, so cartoony. Did you also notice that the scroll people, they had the chin thing going on like Thanos? Like, so maybe they're somehow... Oh, yeah, they did. There's a little line thing going on. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, whether they just, like, figure, let's stick this crazy, you know, vertical line things on people's faces. But that kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's a... Thanos is a titan. I don't... These... I don't think there's a relation of the... I don't know. Well, I guess back to like the the plot of this now. So the the whole turning point, which I know you don't exactly remember, is the scrolls are <laughs> the good guys in quotes, and the Kree are the bad guys. Like it's all flipped, and uh, Jude right. Law's team is bad. I right. kind of saw this coming because I remembered Ronan from the from the Guardians movie, and I remember him being Kree. I knew he was right. kind of like a rogue faction of the Kree, but. As soon as they started on Hala on the Cree, in the Kree Empire, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna flip the script. It's Jude Law's gonna be the bad guy, and they're right. gonna." And then once Ronan came in, I'm like, "Ah, there, there you go." Uh, but yeah. what I don't really understand is why. Okay, the Kree are the bad guy. Fine. 
So that makes the Skrulls the good guys? I don't know why they're good all of a sudden. Just because we kind of have to have Black Hat, White Hat, and... Yeah. Like, because, uh, like, oh, we just want this interdimensional, or uh, we just oh, keep interdimensional, uh, this light speed travel to get away from them. Because, of course, they couldn't use it for anything nefarious. Like, I don't, right. I, don't, I don't understand why we're all of a sudden... I mean, maybe is it like, you know, socio, uh, socio-political, like, oh, they're refugees and, you know, that's relating to refugees now. Like, if that's what they're trying well, to do, I don't, know. I don't think it works. I, yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's just people, they want to flip it on people so that, it, you know, that it's not, it's not a straightforward thing. And, and maybe that is a socio-political way of saying something that, you know... Just because it looks like this doesn't mean that's what it is. But I think it's just a plot that, that people use a lot in films to keep the interest level going. Otherwise, you know, otherwise, what it's just going to be them interacting with scrolls and the scrolls keep trying to get it. And then they keep, you know, moving on to a new place. Let's go. Let's go over to Maria's house. Maybe they'll not show up at a Maria's house, but they do, you know. Yeah. So, I otherwise, guess, it gets boring. I just, I guess, wish that it was a little more the scrolls. The, when the Kree became bad, the scrolls didn't automatically become good. I kind of wish they had to be caught when they when it says they're caught in the middle. I kind of wish they were more caught in the middle and not more of side flipping. I kind of wish that yeah. the scrolls and the Kree were both bad. They both had their own nefarious needs, and Captain Marvel had yeah. and her like little ragtag squad of Shield and her and her one friend had to you know figure out how to how to you know and end, end everything without you know screwing it yeah. all up. But you yeah, know, that's... I don't know that the I, I don't know if the scrolls came out good. I just think that they that this little ragtag fugitive fleet of them, you know. Yeah, got, maybe it's not all got, the scrolls. Got their it's, point. It's these yeah. like dozen or couple dozen scrolls that that yeah, we, who we knows? see. The... It might not even be all the Cree, you know. I mean, the, it... space is big, man. Well, they have the they have the Cree Empire home planet, which makes leads me to believe if it's not all the Cree, it's at least the the military and like political faction right. like it's it's the powers of the kree like yeah you know. but um the military industrial power so it sounds i mean it sounds like i mean you definitely i think liked it more than i did i'm definitely being a little harder on it than i than it probably deserves and that's because when we get to the visual and sound portion of this what do you what do you out of one to five what do you think of the visual and sound <laughs> oh, i give it like a three only because wow we are so opposite <laughs> No, no. Well, can I say why? Sure, yeah. Because when I get bothered by something, I get bothered by something. Uh, what and was it? when they were, it, yeah. So we'll, they're in the ship and they're going into like the Beggar's Canyon part of, you know, what I'm, <laughs> do you know the reference I'm making? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah they're so in they're the... going into the Beggar's Canyon part of the Star Wars, you know, following somebody through. And honest to God, I swear that they are using the sound effects from when Anakin Skywalker is pod racing in no, this is the racing. first terrible sequel. <laughs> yeah. It was the same sounds like this. It's the same exact sound. Even afterwards, I asked Griffin, I said, did you hear the pod racing sound? And of course he was like, you know, yeah. And those other guys kind of looked like uh, Jar Jar Binks, the, the, <laughs> Dude, the scrolls that, uh, were, the that weren't adults or whatever. Yeah, they, they looked, had the bug eyes. Like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they were somewhere between a pog and Jar Jar Binks. So uh, I was like, what is happening here? That is, that is harsh. Wow. I did not see that coming. I mean, I. I really? 
So, well, it's funny when you mentioned the canyon scene. When I thought of that, I thought of Independence Day when they are fighting the big and the the big alien ship, and they all have shields. And Will Smith and his buddy are flying through the canyon, and then he has to do some maneuvers, and he blows up the one alien ship, and he drags him around. The that's what I was thinking of in that in that scene. Oh, which... wow. Okay, so that's very different. But I mean, we both thought of another. It, it's kind of similar. We both thought of another alien movie where they're flying around a canyon. Yeah. It was, you know, it was. Yeah. Uh, but what I like, I I gave this a four and a half out of five. I really liked the special effects and the visual, like all all the visual sound stuff. And I think it's, yeah. I think what I liked most, like I like the creep. Yeah, I know you don't like space. <laughs> but like, I like the Cree planet. It looks really cool. I like the uh, the mixed like race of the Cree. How some are green and some are human, but they all kind of have little things that are different. I love their suits. Yeah. Their suits are great. The way that the helmets just like pop up and they can go underwater and they can go in space for See, a while. That's too cartoony for me. Uh, I want it to be more. You know me. I want it based in reality. Like my favorite scenes were when they were on earth and i like the scenes at maria's house but i also liked when they were like at vasquez rocks that area where uh the uh, rocks kind of go up sideways you see them in you know all kinds of commercials and everything and um and when they're out in the desert they're out in, in rosamond i that i like but because the other stuff is just you can take so much poetic license with it and you don't have to really I guess, but it that, can be anything. For, I mean, I guess it's because of, this is like the kind of movie where I'm going to see stuff be looking cool. Like, because if I'm looking for a good, you know, plot with good characters that I care about, I'm not really gonna. I mean, there's not very many Marvel. There's a couple, but for the most part, Marvel movies, I go and see, you know, the spectacle, like the big, you know, see it on the big screen hmm. kind of stuff. I, the, well, the thing is, is you know, my favorite Marvel movies is just like fighting on earth but it's like hand-to-hand combat it's right not you like the... like winter soldier and right. you like like first iron man and you know yeah that's 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 which are so great i, I mean people like stuff. i think that's most people's favorites i don't know i mean people like i like guardians but guardians is different uh, it's guardians like you have to have a whole different for some reason I, I i mean they're good but i see i think i like this more than guardians and that's crazy for me to say but yeah no i i well, I don't know. I think the characters in Guardians are better, but I guess I'm there's more characters. I like. I mean, if I had to pick favorites, I'm like I'm thinking Thor Ragnarok, which is I love that movie. <laughs> that is a great time, and uh, uh, Civil War. I love Civil War. Civil War is great. I mean, you can't leave out Deadpool, though. Come on, that's not MCU. I mean, I mean it is. Maybe it'll be it's now, not, but well, yeah, but you know, it's Marvel, so yeah. I mean, but like, what you cut the X Men then, like. We're going to count Tobey Maguire's no, Spider-Man? Nope. <laughs> like, well, that, Spider-Man, but not... No, not but not Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Or, or Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Not, no, no. None of the Hulk. None of that. Yeah, no. uh, Ang Lee, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, from like 2003. No. <laughs> no. We don't, we don't need any of that. Yeah. Black Panther, yes. Yes, Black Panther. That's that's a good one. Yes. Um, the, I, I, liked, I like her suit and the way that her hands glow. Like, and she has like this like it's like fire plasma like oh it's just like it's just energy it's just like an energy like yeah. punch like I, I i they made her definitely overpowered compared to the other superheroes but i she's the best powered now i mean she flies for god's sake yeah she's kind of like the best of she's kind of like a, a 
Thor and Iron Man and like Scarlet Witch. You can, you take all their the better parts yeah. of them, and then you get you get you get her. And um, yeah. but yeah, I like I really like the effects and and everything uh, involved with visual and sound wise. I, I guess sounds I didn't really. I mean, you know, it all kind of ties together. But uh, the sound is good because of the soundtrack. But yeah, the also sound- Samuel L. Jackson sings in this movie, so you know. If for nothing else, you want to go and hear him, you know, do a little early Motown. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's your if that's your thing, it doesn't have to be your jam. It's just fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess at the end, we're we're pretty much at the end here. There's the big space fight, um, and you get um, you get a fight with uh, it's like the showdown between Carol and um. Carol, the Jude Law character. And Jude Law. Sorry, yeah. Jude Law. I can't yeah. remember his character's name. Um, you see Ronan's ship, and he kind of runs, uh, flies away, and uh, be scared or whatever. And um, <laughs> then you get Fury. He's drafting an initiative to find other heroes. Yes. And yes. he... It's originally called... Um, like, what's it called? I can't remember the original name of it. It's called. No, but what does it become? It becomes the Avenger Initiative because she exactly. had on her pay on her jet. It was Carol the Avenger Dan or Danvers on her yep. Air Force jet. So that that that's that yeah. That's your that's your um where it where it all comes from is from Captain Marvel, uh, which again yeah I think you're right. I don't think they call her. Is that it though? Because whole... you know that Captain America is the first Avenger, if we all remember correctly from the title of that movie. Avenger, right? Yeah, but <laughs> just—I mean, I, they never said that in that movie, so I guess I should. Yeah, they never call him the when they when they say Avengers, they're they're referring to the word. I mean, I guess it's technical. Yes. The word Avenger, with why they use that is because of Captain Marvel. But um, and then yeah. we get to your favorite part after the movie's over. My favorite uh, part. So yeah, mid credits scene. We get Steve Rogers, Natasha. Uh, Bruce Banner and Rhodey are all hanging around. Where are they exactly? They are they're at the Avengers facility. Okay, so they're and, and... they go ahead. Yeah, they have they have the uh, um, the Nick Fury's. What we find out is a pager, even though right the pager like... that we see at the end of Infinity War. <laughs> right, which I didn't know it was a pager, but okay, it's a pager like old school. But it's had some modifications, you know, from Carol Danvers. So right. That's cool. As they all have. Yeah. And so the the pager goes, the pager goes off, and because Nick Fury sets it off, then all of a sudden the pager, they lose the signal for the for the for the pager, and then who is there with the Avengers in the facility? It's it's Carol Danvers. It's Captain Marvel, it's and Carol she's Danvers, asking for, Marvel. and she's asking for Fury. She her first and only line in yeah. the thing is where's fury yeah so So, yeah it's very exciting uh for those of you who need to know it is a beardy steve and that you know sort of blew up twitter when that happened last year so i think that everyone's (laughs) going to be thrilled to see that yes the beardy Um, steve is by far the most anticipated (laughs) hey he has his own funko pop so i think it's he probably has like 50 funko pops like Beardy Steve, or I mean, Steve does, but yeah, that's what I mean. In, in general, like he's probably got a ton. 
Yeah, but you got to have a beardy one. I mean, number 288, I think it is. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for Goose the Cat to get his own Funko Pop. I think that would be fun to have. Goose the Cat doesn't is not dissimilar from Brennan's cat, Pooh Bear. Uh, um, yes. Although it does have a fully functioning tail, yes. unlike Pooh Bear. I have a cat who so, yeah, is missing the majority of his tail and kind of has a similar <laughs> color pattern to to a goose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool orange cat. Uh, we did neglect something that I'd like to go back to really quickly as you're sitting there. You're waiting for the movie to start. You're seeing previews. We got to see uh, an endgame preview, which you know, the same preview that we've all seen, and a Spider-Man uh, Far From Home preview. And then... It gets ready to start with Marvel, and it's this really cool, cool tribute to Stan Lee. And it was like, oh yeah, that they is did great. a good job. That is really good. They did it. So yeah, that opening shot right. that they always have, where it's all the different Marvel characters. It's you know you, you see like Black Panther and yeah. Captain America, and they're all popping out, and then it forms the Marvel yeah. logo. And instead, they show it with yeah all of. Stan Lee's various cameos in the movies, yeah, and it's done and the same way. Pictures of him with some of the stars, yeah. And it's really and then cool. at the yeah, it says thank you, Stan. That, I don't know about your. Uh, you said you got. Did you, do you have a big audience in yours? Yeah, uh, no, it was like half full. Uh, so. And ours, I mean, we I was in a packed theater, probably about a hundred people, and that got a that got a yeah. big applause, like huge, huge applause. Well, I'm in Maine, and I don't think any movie I've ever seen gets any. Uh, anything at all happening from the audience and also it was snowing so people did not leave their homes today so yeah, you'd think they would all go to the was... movies because there's i mean power out well like... but you have you have to get to the movie and you have to drive in the snow and yeah, people you know, in maine are hardy they can make it well not so much anymore they're just like well we're gonna stay home on sunday and watch golf hmm. so and uh yeah that's so, that's pretty much that i mean we get one more post credit scene uh, where Goose yeah. climbs onto uh, Nick Fury's desk and he coughs up the Tesseract, which uh, yeah. I, I think you told me earlier you did not know he ever ate the Tesseract because that was part of the part you dozed off during. Right. <laughs> My surprise factor in that was 100% because I was like... <laughs> for, so for you, what? that was really just, effective. He, that was a <laughs> it was to- so effective because I'm like, hairball, 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 Tesseract. Okay, <laughs> that's that, that that's a plot twist I didn't see coming because I slept through the first part of it. So. Uh. But, I gotta pay attention better. I don't know. Drink coffee. I'm not sure. This sounds like one you might want to revisit. I don't know. It might be. I mean, I've slept through whole movies before. I think I I, I only watched like 15 full minutes of Solo, which you know, oh, Solo's as a kid, good. I was a huge Star Wars fan. So my disappointment level at myself was overwhelming. <laughs> but anyway. So, as an overall, so, uh, Mama K, yeah. would you recommend Captain Marvel? I would recommend Captain Marvel. Drink your coffee before you go. Make sure that you're caffeinated enough to stay through the actual plot scenes that are going to, you know, make a difference in the end. And so that you know you're not asking in the middle of the movie, are, are these guys are bad guys now? <laughs> um, and also so you know what's happening when the cat horks up the... Tesseract. Yeah, so, if it's, I mean, it's uh, not overly long. It's two hours, but if that's gonna, if that's gonna get to you, yeah, I guess uh, prepare yourself. <laughs> prepare yourself. It's all about that. So, uh, for I mean, you clearly, I think, I mean, you're the Marvel fan out of all all of the yeah. the co-hosts here at the show. You're definitely the yeah. biggest Marvel fan. Um, I, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm mixed. I like a good amount of them. Um, it's a, it's a recommend. I think. 
if you if yeah. you like Marvel movies, definitely recommend. You're gonna you're gonna want to see this. I know it got some bad press in the beginning, and I, I don't think that's. It is definitely better than I was expecting. I w- I had tempered expectations because of how um, uh, early reviews and people talking about how it's not working coming in. But no, it's it's worth your time, especially if you're a Marvel fan. If you're not, um, m- maybe see it with someone who is because I uh, <laughs> it, it could. Because they got some splaining to do. Yeah, especially the first... I think once you're on Earth, after the first half hour, you can kind of get with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that first half hour is going to kind of throw you for a loop if you're not... If you're not a... If you you know you don't know any of the backstory on her, or if you haven't seen many of the Marvel movies, it's kind of it's kind of like watching Dune, uh, the beginning of Dune. Like you, you can't really follow it at all if you don't know it already. But it's a recommend. It's it's a a, a softer recommend, but it's a recommend. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun way to spend a couple hours. Get some popcorn. Yeah, do yeah. Get the get drink some, your coffee. Yeah, and drink your coffee. I did have to pee twice <laughs> during this, but I always have to pee during movies. Oh, should, should that be part of your, you know, rating system is how many times you had to get up to go to the bathroom? Well, if it was, I, I, is that good or bad? Because Infinity War, I think I peed four times. I don't know. Was, with trailers, it's like three and a half uh, hours. I'm concerned about Endgame for you because I understand that's going to be very long. And maybe there's going to be an intermission in it, which I know that, oh, that would you be know, awesome. this generation doesn't... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm the youngest one here. I, I'm like, oh, intermission. Give me four intermissions. Like, I can't. I can't. Like, I. It's so much. You also just might want to, you know, get your bladder checked. I don't know. I worry. I about like to you. drink my large diet coke when I'm there. So, like, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to pee during it. All right. Well, you have the bladder of a tiny girl. Yeah, I could purposely dehydrate myself. I guess. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty much all for uh, Cats and Marvel. Uh, who, I mean, I guess who would you recommend this to? Just Marvel fans, or you think anyone can enjoy this? Uh, I think Marvel fans, but I think you know it's it's not going to grab the older generation. I think you know anybody that's college age ish or anything like that. You know, millennials. I guess it'll be good. Um, it doesn't have any. It doesn't have anybody that's going to grab you to make you come see it, unless you're like a Samuel L. Jackson fan. Um, like my brother, you know. I don't think there's what's like that? my brother. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's a Samuel L. He's already seen it twice. Wow. So, huh? I never would yeah. guess that. He he saw it opening night up with his friends uh, at UMaine, and then he came back down. I said I bought tickets, and he's like, "That's all right, I'm ready to go again." So, <laughs> and he did a pretty good job not spoiling it for me. You know, he says things like, "Oh, you're gonna be really excited you know, when you see the you know post credit scene." <laughs> that makes me know that it probably has captain america in it so yeah yeah so i think yeah i think i don't know i think your average film goer maybe not but yeah i think i just, think for most part yeah marvel fans um that nice 18 to 35 demographic um and uh yeah it's dudes dudes yeah I, you know it's a first female marvel hero uh you know, wonder woman's dc yeah. so i don't know but i don't know if that really you know, does it does it bring? I mean, this is women in my life. You're the women. Does it does it bring you guys in yeah. because it's a it's a lady star or? I mean, sure. I think it does. I think that the fact that you know Friday was um, International Women's Day that doesn't hurt. Uh, what did hurt it a little is I saw something on Twitter today that Brie Larson was um, working a concession stand maybe in LA. I'm not sure where exactly, uh, during the premiere. And I'm like, I don't know that I'd ever, ever seen a dude working a concession stand during 
uh, the premiere of a movie. So I was kind of bummed about that. Huh. Um, I did not hear that. It's a weird... Hmm. Sorry, the... (laughs) That went that went sideways a little bit, but um, <laughs> but I do I I do like that. I, I was really excited when Wonder, Wonder Woman came out. I'm not a I'm not a DC fan, um, but I was excited when Wonder Woman came out because you know seriously, I mean, how many more brooding dude movies can you see? And she's <laughs> her character in was DC. awesome. <laughs> Especially in, yeah, DC, Jesus, man, they're under, they're so just, oh, you know, literally. (laughs) Um, But she's, you know, her character is so charming and uh, she, you know, I I was in. So, yeah, I guess why not? Why not go see it? Because it's a woman's movie. That's maybe why I want to see more of the woman buddy movie, because we don't get those unless they're like, you know, comedies. You think Scarlet Witch is getting a movie? Scarlet Witch? Oh, not Scarlet Witch. She doesn't get a movie. Uh, I meant Scarlet. You mean Black Widow? Yeah, because I cause Scarlet Johansson. So I think Scarlet Witch. Uh, yeah, Black oh, Widow. You got your Scarlet. Yeah. Um, I would go see a Widow movie just because she's a spy, and I dig spy movies. I think hers would be different. I think um, hers would be something. Hers would be like more like Winter Soldier. Based on yeah, Earth. you would probably like it actually. Yeah, and I would probably be able to stay awake during the whole thing. So that's that's a big thumbs up for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I would go see that. I mean, I'd go see most any i think character marvel character movie that they're gonna bring out so you see the vision the vision hawkeye buddy duo (laughs) dude i love hawkeye there's what's what's not to love about hawkeye also ronan ronan i'm not liking that (laughs) yeah hawkeye uh you know rumored to be ronan Ronan. but not ronan ronan (laughs) but not ronan exactly i mean they gotta get a little more creative and that's from the that's not as so creative as they did with it's What's from that? the comics. It's not like the they comics? made it up for the movies. There, there's there is Ronan the Accuser and Ronan the you know assassin spy. Even then, guy. that's that's short. That's short sighted in the comics to do that. So yeah, just just a thought to people who are making their own comics now. And yeah, continuity you know, it matters it's harder now. now. Yeah, continuity matters. Oh, that's DC. Except yes, for... X Men. Like it's 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 tough. We we didn't talk. Can we just take a few seconds to talk about Nick Fury's eye? Oh, and yeah, please. Yeah, let me know what you think about okay. this. <laughs> well, I'm a little put off by the fact that he's lost his eye to a cat scratch. Yes. Um, I I thought it was going to be more dramatic when you find out what happens, but also I think that I think there's some continuity issues with the eye being gone. Because hmm. when he was in Winter Soldier with Robert Redford, he had his eye then. And I believe that was after the... He still had a patch, though, uh, didn't he? No, no. Well, no, when he was in the movie, but there was a picture that Robert Redford showed. Um, oh, that was... Captain America, Steve Rogers. I see. Yeah, and it was from... I'm thinking it's it's from beyond um, the, the Captain Marvel time frame, the 1990s. So maybe not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's before that. If it was before that, I'm not wrong. I mean, I am wrong, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'm still kind of bummed. I mean, no, I, it was, maybe people think that's charming. No, it was dumb. But... I did not like it. I I, I, I must have blacked <laughs> it out because I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's, even if it is yeah. like a demon space tentacle cat, like, I, it's dumb. Like, it's, I just, <laughs> he, he should have, I don't, I mean, the, why lose his eye at all in this? I don't, it's kind of a, it kind of, I mean, I guess, oh, we want to see, he's got a, doesn't have an eye patch. Everyone's worth thinking about it. I wasn't really even thinking about it. I was just like, he's younger. You know, the other ones are tw- yeah. 20, 15, 20 years from now. Like, 
you know, stuff happens to them. Like, well, well, maybe they wanted to fit it in, and maybe they didn't think that at any point during whatever, you know, now that we're going to have Endgame and that's going to sort of end this, whatever's happening in the MCU, maybe Nick Fury is not going to be out there as much, and maybe he's there's not going to be the opportunity to talk about why he has an eye patch. But do you have to? I think there's things that you can just leave and not have to explain it and let people, you know, think about it and maybe go back to the comics and read about it and, you know... I don't know. Maybe I don't know. In the comics, maybe that's how he loses his eye. I have yeah, no idea. I'm not really sure how it goes. I I can't imagine he loses it to getting his eye scratched by cat. But maybe I don't know. Weirder stuff's happened in the comics. <laughs> True. So uh, is there anything? All right, man. Is there anything uh, coming up in the next few weeks? I know we got Endgame, but that's not for about another you know month and a half, two months. Anything else uh, coming up that you're looking forward to? Mm, Us, Jordan Peele. Not. Us trailer. Yeah. What's that now? Us? Us? Jordan Jordan Peele's new movie? Any interest? I... Yeah, I, I'll have to watch that backward, just like I right, watched because um, Get Out. Any horror movie, even though because Get Out's barely a horror movie. but I, It's scary. It is, I mean, it's, on the horror movie scale, it's, it is, about... it's, it's, it's much more psychological. It's much more like a Black Mirror episode than, you know, like like yeah. a slasher or like a like a ghost movie kind of thing. No, it's, it's, it's Hitchcockian, and that's not not scary i mean it's not that scary that's it listen (laughs) (laughs) anytime that i have to like hold my breath it's not i'm not i don't want to watch it because it's too Mm -hmm. much so i'm not going to be able to see that at the movie theater Uh, so you will not be on for our us review because i'm sure i'm sure we'll have one with with somebody but yeah i mean i'd like to say that i could but I don't. I just. I don't. I don't need that in my life. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll so probably not. We'll see that. what's coming down the pike. I know. I know you'll definitely be on for, uh, for Endgame when that comes out. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, so much crying. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll so. probably see that a few times beforehand. We'll have to because there's just so much between yes. your sleeping and my pee yes. breaks. We'll we'll have to. You know. I will not sleep. I have not slept during any of those movies. Any of the I Infinity don't. Wars. No. The one. Any of through any of the end game <laughs> not one no none of the captain americas none of the iron mans i slept through all of guard second guardians of the galaxy so i had to watch that again but yeah, that was okay you know sometimes you're just tired and the seats these days are just so comfy oh they're pretty good you know uh so all right well thank you for being on uh, mama k i'm sure we'll have you on in the future okay sorry we went long that's what happens when yeah, we're kind of so. loose we you know we go you know we had a lot okay. to talk about on this one, so. We did. All right. Thank you for being on. And uh, this is Brennan signing off. And until next time, everyone, enjoy your movies. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.